Section 17 of Marty and a Voyage Thither, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. Marty and a Voyage Thither, Volume 2, by Herman Melville. Chapters 80 through 84. Chapter 80 morning life or death weal or woe the sun stays not his course on over battlefield and bower over tower and town he speeds peers in at births and deathbeds lights up cathedral mosque and pagan shrine laughing over all a very democritus in the sky and in one brief day sees more than any pilgrim in a century's round so the sun nearer heaven than we with what mind then may blessed oro downward look it was a purple red and yellow east streaked and crossed and down from breezy mountains robust and ruddy morning came a plaited highlander waving his plumed bonnet to the isles over the neighboring groves the larks soared high and soaring sang in jubilees while across our bows between two isles a mighty moose swam stately as a seventy-four and backward tossed his antlered wilderness in air just bounding from fresh morning groves with the brine he mixed the dew of leaves his antlers dripping on the swell that rippled before his brown and bow-like chest five hundred thousand centuries since said babalanja this same sight was seen with oro the sun is co-eternal and the same life that moves that moose animates alike the sun and oro all are parts of one in me in me flit thoughts participated by the beings peopling all the stars saturn and mercury and marty are brothers one and all and across their orbits to each other talk like souls of these things what chapters might be writ oh that flesh cannot keep pace with spirit oh that these myriad germ dramas in me should so perish hourly for lack of power mechanic worlds pass worlds in space as men men in thoroughfares and after periods of thousand years cry well met my friend again to me to me they talk in mystic music i hear them think through all their zones hail furthest worlds and all the beauteous beings in ye fan me sweet zenora with thy twilight wings ho let's voyage to alderbaran ha indeed a ruddy world what a buoyant air not like to marty this ruby columns minarets of amethyst diamond domes who is this a god what a lake-like brow transparent as the morning air i see his thoughts like worlds revolving and in his eyes like unto heavens soft falling stars are shooting how these thousand passing wings winnow away my breath i faint back back to some small asteroid sweet being if by mardian word i may address thee speak 
I bear a soul in germ within me. I feel the first faint trembling, like to a harp-string, vibrate in my inmost being. Kill me, and generations die. So, of old, the unbegotten lived within the virgin, who then loved her God, as new-made mothers, their babes ere born. O oh, Alma, 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 fangs off, fiend! Will that name ever lash thee into foam? Smite not my face so, forked flames. Babalanja, Babalanja, rouse, man, rouse! Art in hell and damned, that thy sinews so snake-like coil and twist all over thee. Thy brow is black as ops. Turn, turn, see yonder moose. Hail, mighty brute! Thou feelest not these things. Never canst thou be damned. Moose, would thy soul were mine, for if that scorched thing mine be immortal, so thine, and thy life hath not the consciousness of death. I read profound placidity, deep, million violet fathoms down, in that soft, pathetic woman eye. What is man's shrunk form to thine, thou woodland majesty? Moose, moose, my soul is shot again. O Oro, Oro. He falls, cried Medea. Mark the agony in his waning eye, said Yumi. Alas, poor Babalanja, is this thing of madness conscious to thyself? If ever thou art sane again, wilt thou have reminiscences? Take my robe. Here, I strip me to cover thee and all thy woes. Oro, by this, thy being's side, I kneel. Grant death or happiness to Babalanja. Chapter 81 Le Ultima Sera Thus far, through myriad islands, had we searched. Of all, no one pen may write, least mine, and still no trace of Yila. But though my hopes revived not from their ashes, yet so much of Marty had we searched, it seemed as if the long pursuit must ere many moons be ended. Whether for weal or woe, my frenzy sometimes reeked not. After its first fair morning flushings, all that day was overcast. We sailed upon an angry sea beneath an angry sky. Deep scowled on deep, and in dun vapors the blinded sun went down unseen. Though full toward the west our three prows were pointed, steadfast as three printed points upon the compass card. When we set sail from Odo, twas a glorious morn in spring, said Yumi. Toward the rising sun we steered. But now, beneath the tumnal night clouds, we hastened to its setting. How now, cried Medea, why is the minstrel mournful? He whose place it is to chase away despondency, not be its minister. Ah, my lord, so thou thinkest, but better can my verses soothe the sad, than make them light of heart. Nor are we minstrels so gay of soul as Marty deems us. The brook that sings the sweetest murmurs through the loneliest woods. The isles hold thee not, thou departed. From thy bower now issues no lay. In vain we recall perished warblings. Spring birds to far climes wing their way. 
as yumi thus sang unmindful of the lay with paddle plying in low pleasant tones thus hummed to himself our bowsman a gamesome wight ho merrily ho we paddlers sail ho over sea dingle and dale our pulses fly our hearts beat high ho merrily merrily ho but a sudden splash and a shrill gurgling sound like that of a fountain subsiding now broke upon the air then all was still save the rush of the waves by our keels save him put back from his elevated seat the merry bowsman too gleefully reaching forward had fallen into the lagoon with all haste our speeding canoes were reversed but not till we had darted in upon another darkness than that in which the bowsman fell. As blindly we groped back, deep night dived deeper down in the sea. Drop paddles all, and list. Holding their breath, over the six gunwales all now leaned, but the only moans were the winds. Long time we lay thus, then slowly crossed and recrossed our track, almost hopeless but yet loath to leave him who with a song in his mouth died and was buried in a breath let us away said medea why seek more he is gone ay gone said babalanja and whither but a moment since he was among us now the fixed stars are not more remote than he so far off can he live o oro this death thou ordainest unmans the manliest say not nay my lord let us not speak behind death's back hard and horrible is it to die blindfold to leap from life's verge but thus in clouds of dust and with a trampling as of hoofs the generations disappear death driving them all into his treacherous fold as wild indians the bison herds nay nay death is life's last despair hard and horrible is it to die otto himself in alma died not without a groan yet why why live life is wearisome to all the same dull round day and night summer and winter round about us revolving for aye one moment lived is a life no new stars appear in the sky no new lights in the soul yet of changes there are many for though with rapt sight in childhood we behold many strange things beneath the moon and all marty looks attended fair how soon everything fades all of us in our very bodies outlive our own selves i think of green youth as of a merry playmate departed and to shake hands and be pleasant with my old age seems in prospect even harder than to draw a cold stranger to my bosom but old age is not for me i am not of the stuff that grows old this marty is not our home up and down we wander like exiles transported to a planet afar tis not the world we were born in not the world once so lightsome and gay not the world where we once merrily danced dined and supped and wooed and wedded our long-buried wives then let us depart but whither we push ourselves forward then start back in a fright 
essay it again and flee hard to live hard to die intolerable suspense but the grim despot at last interposes and with a viper in our winding sheets we are dropped in the sea to me said mohi his gray locks damp with night dews death's dark defile at times seems at hand with no voice to cheer that all have died makes it not easier for me to depart and that many have been quenched in infancy seems a mercy to the slow perishing of my old age limb by limb and sense by sense i have long been the tomb of my youth and more has died out of me already than remains for the last death to finish babalanja says truth in childhood death stirred me not in middle age it pursued me like a prowling bandit on the road now grown an old man it boldly leads the way and ushers me on and turns round upon me its skeleton gaze poisoning the last solaces of life marama but adds to my gloom death death cried yumi must i be not and millions be must i go and the flowers still bloom oh i have marked what it is to be dead how shouting boys of holidays hide and seek among the tombs which must hide all seekers at last clouds on clouds cried medea but away with them all why not leap your graves while ye may time to die when death comes without dying by inches tis no death to die the only death is the fear of it i a demigod fear death not but when the jackals howl round you said babbalanja drive them off die the demigod's death on his last couch of cross spears my brave old sire cried wine wine strike up conch and cymbal let the king die to martial melodies more valiant dying than dead said babbalanja our end of the winding procession resounds with music and flaunts with banners with brave devices cheer up fear not millions have died before but in the endless van not a pennon streams all there is silent and solemn the last wisdom is dumb silence ensued during which each dip of the paddles in the now calm water fell full and long upon the ear anon lifting his head babbalanja thus yela still eludes us and in all this tour of mardi how little have we found to fill the heart with peace how much to slaughter all our yearnings croak no more raven cried medea mardi is full of springtime sights and jubilee sounds i never was sad in my life but for thy one laugh my lord how many groans were all happy or all miserable more tolerable then than as it is but happiness and misery are so broadly marked that this marty may be the retributive future of some forgotten past yet vain our surmises still vainer to say that all marty is but a means to an end that this life is a state of probation that evil is but permitted for a term that for specified ages a rebel angel is viceroy nay nay otto delegates his sceptre to none in his everlasting reign there are no interregnums 
and time is eternity, and we live in eternity now. Yet some tell of a hereafter, where all the mysteries of life will be over, and the sufferings of the virtuous recompensed. Oro is just, they say. Then always, now and evermore. But to make restitution implies a wrong, and Oro can do no wrong. Yet what seems evil to us may be good to him. If he fears not, nor hopes, he has no other passion, no ends, no purposes. He lives content. All ends are compassed in him. He has no past, no future. He is the everlasting now, which is an everlasting calm, and things that are, have been, will be. This gloom's enough, but hoot, hoot, the night owl ranges through the woodlands of Marama. Its dismal notes pervade our lives, and when we would fain depart in peace, that bird flies on before, cloud-like, eclipsing our setting suns and filling the air with dolor. Too true, cried Yumi, our calms must come by storms, like helmless vessels tempest-tossed, our only anchorage is when we founder. Our beginnings, murmured Mohi, are lost in clouds, we live in darkness all our days and perish without an end. Croak on, cowards, cried Medea, and fly before the hideous phantoms that pursue ye. No coward he, who hunted, turns and finds no foe to fight, said Babalanja. Like the stag whose brow is beat with wings of hawks, perched in his heavenward antlers, so I, blinded, goaded, headlong rush, this way and that, nor knowing whither, one forest wide around. Chapter 82 They Sail From Night to Day Ere long the three canoes lurched heavily in a violent swell. Like palls the clouds swept to and fro, hooding the gibbering winds. At every head-beat wave our arching prows reared up and shuddered. The night ran out in rain. Whither to turn we knew not, nor what haven to gain, so dense the darkness. But at last the storm was over. Our shattered prows seemed gilded. Day dawned, and from his golden vases poured red wine upon the waters. That flushed tide rippled toward us, floating from the east a lone canoe, in which there sat a mild old man, a palm-bough in his hand, a bird's beak holding amaranth and myrtles, his slender prow. Alma's blessing upon ye, voyagers, ye look storm-worn. The storm we have survived, old man, and many more we yet must ride, said Babalanja. The sun is risen, and all is well again. We but need to repair our prows, said Medea. Then turn aside to Serenia, a pleasant isle, where all are welcome, where many storm-worn rovers land at last to dwell. Serenia, said Babalanja. Methinks Serenia is that land of enthusiasts of which we hear, my lord where Mardians pretend to the unnatural conjunction of reason with things revealed, where Alma, they say, is restored to his divine original, where, deriving their principles from the same sources whence flow the persecutions of Marama, men strive to live together in gentle bonds of peace and charity. Folly! Folly! Aye, said Medea, 
Much is said of those people of Serenia, but their social fabric must soon fall to pieces. It is based upon the idlest of theories. Thanks for thy courtesy, old man, but we care not to visit thy isle. Our voyage has an object, which, something tells me, will not be gained by touching at thy shores. Elsewhere we may refit. Farewell, tis breezing. Set the sails. Farewell, old man. Nay, nay, think again. The distance is but small, the wind fair. But tis ever so, thither. Come, we people of Serenia are most anxious to be seen of Marty, so that if our manner of life seem good, all Marty may live as we. In blessed Alma's name I pray ye come. Shall we then, my lord? Lead on, old man. We will e'en see this wondrous isle. So, guided by the venerable stranger, by noon we descried an island blooming with bright savannas and pensive with peaceful groves. Wafted from this shore came balm of flowers and melody of birds, a thousand summer sounds and odors. The dimpled tide sang round our splintered prows, the sun was high in heaven, and the waters were deep below. The land of love! the old man murmured as we neared the beach, where innumerable shells were gently rolling in the playful surf and murmuring from their tuneful valves. Behind, another and a verdant surf played against lofty banks of leaves, where the breeze likewise found its shore. And now, emerging from beneath the trees, there came a goodly multitude in flowing robes, palm branches in their hands, and as they came they sang, Hail, voyagers, hail! Whence e'er ye come, where'er ye rove! No calmer strand, no sweeter land, Will e'er ye view than the land of love. Hail, voyagers, hail! To these our shores soft gales invite. The palm plumes wave, the billows lave, And hither point fixed stars of light. Hail, voyagers, hail! Think not our groves wide brood with gloom. In this our isle bright flowers smile, Full urns rose-heaped these valleys bloom. Hail, voyagers, hail, be not deceived, Renounce vain things, ye may not find a tranquil mind, Though hence ye sail with swiftest wings. Hail, voyagers, hail, time flies full fast, Life soon is o'er and ye may mourn that hither-born ye left behind our pleasant shore. Chapter 83 They Land The song was ended, and as we gained the strand, the crowd embraced us, and called us brothers, ourselves and our humblest attendants. Call ye us brothers, whom ere now ye never saw? Even so, said the old man, is not Oro the father of all? then are we not brothers thus alma the master hath commanded this was not our reception in marama said medea the appointed place of alma where his precepts are preserved no no said babalanja old man your lesson of brotherhood was learned elsewhere than from alma for in marama and in all its tributary isles true brotherhood there is none even in the holy island many are oppressed, for heresies many murdered, and thousands perish beneath the altars 
groaning with offerings that might relieve them. Alas, too true! But I beseech ye, judge not Alma by all those who profess his faith. Hast thou thyself his record searched? Fully I have not. So long even from my infancy have I witnessed the wrongs committed in his name. The sins and inconsistencies of his followers, that thinking all evil must flow from a congenial fountain, I have scorned to study the whole record of your master's life. By parts I only know it. Ah, baneful error! But thus is it, brothers, that the wisest are set against the truth, because of those who wrested from itself. Do ye then claim to live what your master hath spoken? Are your precepts practices? Nothing do we claim. We but earnestly endeavor. Tell me not of your endeavors, but of your life. What hope for the fatherless among ye? Adopted as a son. Of one poor and naked? Clothed, and he wants for naught. If ungrateful he smite you? Still we feed and clothe him. If yet an ingrate? Long he cannot be, for love is a fervent fire. But what, if widely he dissent from your belief in Alma, then surely ye must cast him forth. No, no, we will remember that if he dissent from us, we then equally dissent from him, and men's faculties are auto-given. Nor will we say that he is wrong, and we are right. For this we know not, absolutely. But we care not for men's words. We look for creeds and actions, which are the truthful symbols of the things within. He who hourly prays to Alma, but lives not up to worldwide love and charity, that man is more an unbeliever than he who verbally rejects the master, but does his bidding. Our lives are our amens. But some say that what your Alma teaches is wholly new, a revelation of things before unimagined, even by the poets. To do his bidding, then, some new faculty must be vouchsafed, whereby to apprehend aright. So have I always thought, said Mohi. If Alma teaches love, I want no gift to learn, said Yumi. All that is vital in the master's faith lived here in Marty, and in humble dells was practiced, long previous to the master's coming. But never before was virtue so lifted up among us that all might see. Never before did rays from heaven descend to glorify it. But are truth, justice, and love the revelations of Alma alone? Were they never heard of till he came? Oh, Alma but opens unto us our own hearts. Were his precepts strange, we would recoil, not one feeling would respond. Whereas, once hearkened to, our souls embrace them as with the instinctive tendrils of a vine. But, said Babalanja, since Alma, they say, was solely intent upon the things of the Marty to come, which to all must seem uncertain, of what benefit his precepts for the daily lives led here? Would, would that Alma might once more descend. Brother, were the turf our everlasting pillow, still would the master's faith answer a blessed end, making us more truly happy here. That is the first and chief result. For holy here we must be holy elsewhere. Tis Marty to which loved Alma gives his laws, not paradise. 
"'Full soon will I be testing all these things,' murmured Mohi. "'Old man,' said Medea, "'thy years and Mohi's lead ye both to dwell upon the unknown future. "'But speak to me of other themes. "'Tell me of this island and its people. "'From all I have heard and now behold, "'I gather that here there dwells no king, "'that ye are left to yourselves, "'and that this mystic love ye speak of is your ruler is it so then are ye full as visionary as mardy rumours and though for a time ye may have prospered long ye cannot be without some sharp lesson to convince ye that your faith in mardian virtue is entirely vain truth we have no king for alma's precepts rebuke the arrogance of place and power he is the tribune of mankind nor will his true faith be universal Marty's till our whole race is kingless. But think not we believe in man's perfection. Yet against all good he is not absolutely set. In his heart there is a germ. That we seek to foster. To that we cling, else all were hopeless. Your social state? It is imperfect, and long must so remain but we make not the miserable many support the happy few, nor by annulling reason's laws seek to breed equality by breeding anarchy. In all things equality is not for all. Each has his own. Some have wider groves of palms than others. Fare better. Dwell in more tasteful arbors. Oftener renew their fragrant thatch. Such differences must be but none starve outright while others feast. By the abounding the needy are supplied, yet not by statute, but from dictates born half-dormant in us and warmed into life by Alma. Those dictates we but follow in all we do. We are not dragged to righteousness, but go running. Nor do we live in common, for vice and virtue blindly mingled form a union where vice too often proves the alkali. The vicious we make dwell apart, until reclaimed. And reclaimed they soon must be, since everything invites. The sin of others rests not upon our heads, none we drive to crime. Our laws are not a vengeance bred, but love and alma. Fine poetry all this, said Babalanja, but not so new. Oft do they warble thus in bland Marama. It sounds famously, old man, said Medea, but men are men. Some must starve, some be scourged. Your doctrines are impracticable. And are not these things enjoined by Alma? And would Alma inculcate the impossible? Of what merit his precepts, unless they may be practiced? But I beseech ye, speak no more of Marama. Alas! Did Alma revisit Marty, think you, it would be among those morals he would lay his head. No, no, said Babalanja. As an intruder he came, and an intruder would he be this day. On all sides would he jar our social systems. Not here, not here. Rather would we welcome Alma hungry and athirst than though he came floating hither on the wings of seraphs the blazing zodiac his diadem. In all his aspects we adore him, needing no pomp and power to kindle worship. Though he came from Oro, 
though he did miracles, though through him is life, not for these things alone do we thus love him. We love him from an instinct in us, a fond, filial, reverential feeling, and this would yet stir in our souls were death our end, and Alma incapable of befriending us. We love him because we do. Is this man divine? murmured Babalanja. But thou speakest most earnestly of adoring Alma. I see no temples in your groves. Because this isle is all one temple to his praise, every leaf is consecrated his. We fix not Alma here and there, and say, Those groves for him, and these broad fields for us. It is all his own, and we ourselves, our every hour of life, and all we are and have. Then ye forever fast and pray, and stand and sing, as at long intervals the censor-bearers in Marama supplicate their gods. Alma forbid, we never fast. Our aspirations are our prayers, our lives are worship. And when we laugh with human joy at human things, then do we most sound great Oro's praise, and prove the merit of sweet Alma's love. Our love in Alma makes us glad, not sad. Ye speak of temples. Behold, tis by not building them that we widen charity among us. The treasures which, in the islands round about, are lavished on a thousand fanes. With these we every day relieve the master's suffering disciples. In Marty, Alma preached in open fields. And must his worshippers have palaces? No temples, then no priests, said Babalanja, for few priests will enter where lordly arches form not the portal. We have no priests but one, and he is Alma's self. We have his precepts. We seek no comments but our hearts. But without priests and temples, how long will flourish this your faith? said Medea. For many ages has not this faith lived in spite of priests and temples? and shall it not survive them? What we believe we hold divine, and things divine endure forever. But how enlarge your bounds? How convert the vicious without persuasion of some special seers? Must your religion go hand in hand with all things secular? We hold not that one man's words should be a gospel to the rest, but that Alma's words should be a gospel to us all and not by precepts would we have some few endeavor to persuade, but all, by practice, fix convictions, that the life we lead is the life for all. We are apostles, every one. Where'er we go, our faith we carry in our hands and hearts. It is our chiefest joy. We do not put it wide away six days out of seven, and then assume it. In it we all exult in joy as that which makes us happy here, as that without which we could be happy nowhere, as something meant for this time present, and henceforth for I. It is our vital mode of being, not an incident, and when we die, this faith shall be our pillow, and when we rise, our staff, and at the end our crown. For we are all immortal. Here Alma joins with our own hearts, confirming nature's promptings. How eloquent is he, murmured Babalanja. Some black cloud seems floating from me, 
I begin to see. I come out in light. The sharp fang tears me less. The forked flames wane. My soul sets back like ocean streams that sudden change their flow. Have I been sane? Quickened in me is a hope. But pray you, old man, say on. Methinks that in your faith must be much that jars with reason. No, brother, right reason and Alma are the same, else Alma, not reason, would we reject. The master's great command is love, and here do all things wise and all things good unite. Love is all in all. The more we love, the more we know. And so reversed. Oro we love, this isle, and our wide arms embrace all Marty like its reef. How can we err thus feeling? We hear loved Alma's pleading, prompting voice in every breeze, in every leaf. We see his earnest eye in every star and flower. Poetry, cried Yumi, and poetry is truth. He stirs me. When Alma dwelt in Marty, twas with the poor and friendless. He fed the famishing, he healed the sick, he bound up wounds. For every precept that he spoke, he did ten thousand mercies, and Alma is our loved example. Sure, all this is in the histories, said Mohi, starting. But not alone to poor and friendless did Alma wend his charitable way. From lowly places he looked up, and long invoked great chieftains in their state, and told them all their pride was vanity, and bade them ask their souls. In me, he cried, is that heart of mild content, which in vain ye seek in rank and title. I am love. Love ye, then me. Cease, cease, old man, cried Medea. Thou movest me beyond my seeming. What thoughts are these? Have done. Wouldst thou unking me? Alma is for all, for high and low. Like heaven's own breeze, he lifts the lily from its lowly stem, and sweeps, reviving, through the palmy groves. High thoughts he gives the sage, and humble trust the simple. Be the measure what it may, his grace doth fill it to the brim. He lays the lashings of the soul's wild aspirations after things unseen. Oil he poureth on the waters, and stars come out of night's black concave at his great command. In him is hope for all, for all unbounded joys. Fast locked in his loved clasp, no doubts dismay. He opes the eye of faith and shuts the eye of fear. He is all we pray for and beyond. All that in the wildest hour of ecstasy wrapped fancy paints in bright auroras upon the soul's wide boundless orient. O oh, Alma, Alma, Prince Divine! cried Babalanja, sinking on his knees. In thee, at last, I find repose. Hope perches in my heart a dove, a thousand rays illume, all heaven's a sun. Gone, gone are all distracting doubts. Love and Alma now prevail. I see with other eyes. Are these my hands? What wild, wild dreams were mine! I have been mad. Some things there are we must not think of. Beyond one obvious mark, all human lore is vain. Where have I lived till now? 
had dark marama's zealot tribe but murmured to me as this old man long since had i been wise reason no longer domineers but still doth speak all i have said ere this that wars with alma's precepts i here recant here i kneel and own great oro and his sovereign son and here another kneels and prays cried yumi in alma all my dreams are found my inner longings for the love supreme that prompts my every verse summer is in my soul nor now too late for these gray hairs cried mohi with devotion alma thy breath is on my soul i see bright light no more a demigod cried medea but a subject to our common chief no more shall dismal cries be heard from oro's groves alma i am thine with swimming eyes the old man kneeled and round him grouped king sage gray hairs and youth there as they kneeled and as the old man blessed them the setting sun burst forth from mists gilded the island round about shed rays upon their heads and went down in a glory all the east radiant with red burnings like an altar fire chapter eighty four babalanja relates to them a vision leaving babalanja in the old man's bower deep in meditation thoughtfully we strolled along the beach inspiring the musky midnight air the tropical stars glistening in heaven like drops of dew among violets the waves were phosphorescent and laved the beach with a fire that cooled it returning we espied babalanja advancing in his snow-white mantle the fiery tide was ebbing and in the soft moist sand at every step he left a lustrous footprint sweet friends this isle is full of mysteries he said i have dreamed of wondrous things after i had laid me down thought pressed hard upon me by my eyes passed pageant visions i started at a low strange melody deep in my inmost soul at last methought my eyes were fixed on heaven and there i saw a shining spot unlike a star thwarting the sky it grew and grew descending till bright wings were visible between them a pensive face angelic downward beaming and for one golden moment gauze veiled and spangled bernice's locks then as white flame from yellow out from that starry cluster it emerged and brushed the astral crosses crowns and cups and as in violet tropic seas ships leave a radiant white and firefly wake so in long extension tapering behind the vision gleamed another milky way strange throbbing seized me my soul tossed on its own tides but soon the inward harmony bounded in exulting choral strains i heard a feathery rush and straight beheld a form traced all over with veins of vivid light the vision undulated round me o spirit angel god whate'er thou art i cried leave me i am but man then i heard a low sad sound no voice it said or breathed upon me thou hast proved the grace of alma tell me what thou'st learned silent replied my soul for voice was gone this have i learned o spirit 
in things mysterious to seek no more but rest content with knowing naught but love blessed art thou for that thrice blessed then i heard and since humility is thine thou art one apt to learn that which thy own wisdom could not find thy ignorance confessed shall gain come and see new things once more it undulated round me its lightning wings grew dim nearer nearer till i felt a shock electric and nested neath its wing we clove the air past systems suns and moons what seemed from marty's isles the glow-worm stars by distant fleets of worlds we sped as voyagers pass far sails at sea and hailed them not foam played before them as they darted on wild music was their wake and many tracks of sound we crossed where worlds had sailed before soon we gained a point where a new heaven was seen whence all our firmament seemed one nebula its glories burned like thousand steadfast flaming lights here hived the worlds in swarms and gave forth sweets ineffable we lighted on a ring circling a space where morning seemed forever dawning over worlds unlike here i heard thou viewest thy marty's heaven herein each world is portioned as he who climbs to mountain tops pants hard for breath so panted i for marty's grosser air but that which caused my flesh to faint was new vitality to my soul my eyes swept over all before me the spheres were plain as villages that dot a landscape i saw most beauteous forms yet like our own strange sounds i heard of gladness that seemed mixed with sadness a low sweet harmony of both else i know not how to phrase what never man but me e'er heard in these blessed souls are blent my guide discoursed far higher thoughts and sweeter plaints than thine rude joy were discord here and as a sudden shout in thy hushed mountain passes brings down the awful avalanche so one note of laughter here might start some white and silent world then low i murmured is theirs o guide no happiness supreme their state still mixed sigh these yet to know can these sin then i heard no mind but oro's can know all no mind that knows not all can be content content alone approximates to happiness holiness comes by wisdom and it is because great oro is supremely wise that he's supremely holy but as perfect wisdom can be only oro's so perfect holiness is his alone and whoso is otherwise than perfect in his holiness is liable to sin and though death gave these beings knowledge it also opened other mysteries which they pant to know and yet may learn and still they fear the thing of evil though for them tis hard to fall thus hoping and thus fearing then theirs is no state complete and since oto is past finding out and mysteries ever open into mysteries beyond so though these beings will for aye progress in wisdom and in good yet will they never gain a fixed beatitude know then o mortal mardian that when translated hither thou wilt but put off lowly temporal pinings for angel and eternal aspirations start not thy human joy hath here no place no name 
Still, I mournful mused, then said, Many Mardians live who have no aptitude for Mardian lives of thought. How then endure more earnest, everlasting meditations? Such have their place, I heard. Then low I moaned, And what, O oh guide, of those who, living thoughtless lives of sin, die unregenerate, no service done to Oro or to Mardian? They too have their place, I heard, but tis not here. And Mardian, know that as your Mardian lives are long preserved through strict obedience to the organic law, so are your spiritual lives prolonged by fast keeping of the law of mind. Sin is death. Ah, then, yet lower moan made I. And why create the germs that sin and suffer, but to perish? That, breathe my guide, is the last mystery which underlieth all the rest. Archangel may not fathom it, that makes of Oro the everlasting mystery he is, that to divulge were to make equal to himself in knowledge all the souls that are. That mystery Oro guards, and none but him may know. Alas, were it recalled, no words have I to tell of all that now my guide discoursed concerning things unsearchable to us. My sixth sense, which he opened, sleeps again, with all the wisdom that it gained. Time passed. It seemed a moment, might have been an age, when from high in the golden haze that canopied this heaven another angel came, its vans like east and west, a sunrise one, sunset the other. As silver fish in vases, so in his azure eyes swam tears unshed. Quick, my guide close nested me. Through its veins, the waning light throbbed hard. O oh, spirit, archangel, God, whate'er thou art, it breathed. Leave me, I am but blessed, not glorified. So saying, as down from doves, from its wings dropped sounds, still nesting me, it crouched its plumes. Then, in a snow of softest syllables, thus breathed the greater and more beautiful. From far away in fields beyond thy ken, I heard thy fond discourse with this lone Mardian. It pleased me well, for thy humility was manifest, no arrogance of knowing. Come thou, and learn new things. And straight it overarched us with its plumes, which then, down-sweeping, bore us up to regions where my first guide had sunk, but for the power that buoyed us, trembling, both. My eyes did wane, like moons eclipsed in overwhelming dawns. Such radiance was around, such vermeil light, born of no sun, but pervading all the scene. Transparent, fleckless, calm, all glowed one flame. Then said the greater guide, This is the night of all ye here behold, its day ye could not bide. Your utmost heaven is far below. Abashed, smote down, I, quaking, upward gazed, where, to and fro, the spirits sailed, like broad-winged, crimson-dyed flamingos, spiraling in sunset clouds. But a sadness glorified, deep-fringed their mystic temples, crowned with weeping halos, bird-like, floating o'er them, wheresoe'er they roamed. Sights and odors blended, as when new-morning winds in summer's prime blow down from hanging gardens, wafting sweets that never pall, 
so from those flowery pinions at every motion came a flood of fragrance and now the spirits twain discoursed of things whose very terms to me were dark but my first guide grew wise for me i could but blankly list yet comprehended naught and like the fish that's mocked with wings and vainly seeks to fly again i sought my lower element as poised we hung in this rapt ether a sudden trembling seized the four wings now folding me and afar off in zones still upward reaching sun's orbits off i tranced beheld an awful glory sphere and sphere it burned the one shekinah the air was flaked with fire deep in which fell showers of silvery globes tears magnified braiding the flame with rainbows i heard a sound but not for me nor my first guide was that unutterable utterance then my second guide was swept aloft as rises a cloud of red dyed leaves in autumn whirlwinds fast clasping me the other drooped and instant sank as in a vacuum myriad suns diameters in a breath my five senses merged in one of falling till we gained the nether sky descending still then strange things soft sad and faint i saw or heard as when in sunny summer seas down down you dive starting at pensive phantoms that you cannot fix these breathed my guide are spirits in their essences sad even in undevelopment with these all space is peopled all the air is vital with intelligence which seeks embodiment this it is that unbeknown to mardians causes them to strangely start in solitudes of night and in the fixed flood of their enchanted noons from hence are formed your mortal souls and all those sad and shadowy dreams and boundless thoughts man hath are vague remembrances of the time when the soul's sad germ wide wandered through these realms and hence it is that when ye mardians feel most sad then ye feel most immortal like a spark new struck from flint soon mardi showed afar it glowed within a sphere which seemed in space a bubble rising from vast depths to the sea's surface piercing it my mardian strength returned but the angel's veins once more grew dim nearing the isles thus breathed my guide loved one love on but know that heaven hath no roof to know all is to be all beatitude there is none and your only mardian happiness is but exemption from great woes no more great love is sad and heaven is love sadness makes the silence throughout the realms of space sadness is universal and eternal but sadness is tranquillity tranquillity the uttermost that souls may hope for then with its wings it fanned adieu and disappeared where the sun flames highest we heard the dream and silent sought repose to dream away our wonder End of section 17. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista.